Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As Vicar stated at the start of the sermon to service today, our sermon series is going to focus on what it means to be part of the church. And the love that we have for each other is really the love for the church. Today we're going to look at the truth that, that we are the, the church itself. Not sure if any of you have a chance to drive past or see on a regular basis, perhaps on your way to work, church signs. But maybe you've noticed over the years that those church signs have begun to be, I suppose, clever, thought-provoking, sometimes even a little bit funny. I'm not sure if you like any of these or they caught your attention. I will just tell you that when I googled church signs, I spent more time looking at them than I probably should have. All right? Yeah. Tweet others as you would like to be tweeted. A little social media call out there. I thought the one on the upper right, duct tape is good, but three nails fixes everything. I suppose they're assuming that Jesus had one in each hand and one that, were one that was driven through both feet. Church parking only, violators will be baptized. A little bit of a threat, I guess. <laughs> and this is for the, uh, the younger generation because I'm all about that grace, about that grace, no devil. Is that a Megan Trainer song or something like that? Yeah, see? Okay, there you go. You know, there was one that I couldn't put on the board, but it was a little bit interesting. It said, trouble sleeping? Come listen to our pastor's sermons. Ooh, yeah, that one hurt a little bit, but maybe you've seen this one, though. This is a pretty common sign that people will have outside of their church. They will put the letter C-H-C-H with two blanks in between and say, what's missing? And I think you understand the play on words. It's not just the two letters, you and R, but you are. See, it, un it underscores the truth that church is really people. That's what the early New Testament Greek was all about. When it talked about church, it was never a location. It was always people, people who were called out. And I suppose if I asked you on your way into church this morning, what did you think of, and I just did it if you listened, what do you think of when you hear the word church? You might have brought to mind a building, right? The place that we go on Sunday morning. What we do when we're here, right? We think of that as church, but really the Bible makes pretty clear that it's you, that it's me, that, that we make up the church, that we are the body of Christ. And that will be our focus as we take a look at words from the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 today. We are the church. We'll use Paul's words to note first that We've been given different gifts. And as we use those different gifts to the glory of God, we'll also discover that we belong to each other. Vicar read for you verses 3 to 12. I want to zero in on verses 4 and 5 today. Listen again to these verses from the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Romans. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. If we went back to the end of chapter 11, the Apostle Paul makes a pretty incredible statement when he says that God shows mercy to all sinners. And then chapter 12 begins. And Paul reminds us that there's a response to that beautiful truth that God has had mercy on us as sinners. He says, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Just think about that for a minute. 
what that would have sounded like to someone who had grown up in a system where sacrifices were so necessary. If you go back to the Old Testament, it was God's people who were required to bring animal sacrifices to atone for their sins over and over and over again. And, and certainly that would have been a sacrifice. To bring an animal from your own flocks or herds, to have it slaughtered and then offered to God. But when Jesus came, the once-for-all sacrifice, those sacrifices were unnecessary because Jesus sacrificed himself for the sins of all people. And yet Paul says, in view of that, in view of God's mercy, there's still something for us to give. We can give of ourselves. That's why verse 3 talks about not thinking of ourselves more highly than we should. We know where we would stand before God on our own. We know we have nothing to bring to God on our own and that fills us with humility. See, we recognize, we recognize what Jesus has done for us. That when we view God's mercy, it means that we can stand before God holy and blameless in spite of our sins. And we understand that God has given us gifts, gifts and ways to demonstrate to others our love for our Savior and what he's done. See, the way Paul describes it, we've been made part of something bigger than ourselves. We're part of a body, the body of Christ. Here's another thing I googled. Do you guys still know how to use, like, encyclopedias? Isn't that how we used to have to do these things? And now you just type them right in? I was shocked to know that there are 7,500 named body parts. Any biology majors out there? Maybe this explains why things are so difficult for you, right? 7,500. You got a couple hundred bones, several organs, right? And then if you start throwing in the muscles and the nerves and all of the other microscopic things in the body, 7,500 named parts of the body. And yet, isn't it amazing? They all work together. No wonder King David wrote in Psalm 139, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's Paul's point, isn't it? He's saying just as all of the parts of the body work together, God has given the parts of his body, you and me, different gifts to all work together. Maybe we could ask ourselves this question this morning. If you had to choose... Which part of the body would you choose to be? It's kind of a tough choice. We probably don't think in those terms very often. An eye, an ear, the heart, the brain, the lungs, the big toe really doesn't matter in the end, does it? And how thankful we can be that it's God who gives us the gifts that we have. That God has chosen our place in the body. He's put us in the very place that we live to use those gifts to serve each other. We don't all have the same function. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which we'll get to in a little bit, talks a little bit about this when he says, you know, if their whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? No, God has arranged the parts just as he wants them to be. It's in that truth, the fact that we're all part of this larger body of Christ, that we find our purpose, that we find our reason to serve. It's in view of God's mercy again in Christ that we look for opportunities to work together in this body and glorify God. 
Here's how Paul concludes in in chapter 12, verse 18 to 20. But in fact, he says, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. It's one of the things that makes this love for church so special because God has gifted us all differently to work together for a common goal. It's okay, you can raise your hand. How many of you played with uh, Mr. Potato Head or Mrs. Potato Head when you were young? Okay, a few, yep. Were you like me? Did, did you try and put the parts in weird places? Like you put the mustache above the nose, right? And then you put an ear where the eye is supposed to be. Kind of fun, you know, looks kind of crazy. But the whole time, I obviously knew exactly how those parts were supposed to go together. How they were supposed to fit together to make the body function properly. You see, God put the eyes right where they need to be so that you and I can see. He put the ear right where it needs to be so that we can hear. And he's done the exact same thing in the body of Christ. You have been placed, I have been placed in the very positions that God has given us in life because he's given us the gifts to serve as we live out lives exactly where we are. If we go a little further into chapter 12, the Apostle Paul says, you know, if the hand would say to the, if if the head would say to the hand, because I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body, it wouldn't cease to be part of the body. We use whatever gifts God has given us to serve exactly where we are, though those gifts might be different. I want you to listen again to verses 4 and 5 of Romans chapter 12, and I'm going to focus on verse 5 specifically to demonstrate why God makes those gifts so different for each of us. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. Let's focus on that last phrase for a little bit, that we belong to each other. Each member belongs to all of the others. When I think about being part of the body of Christ, it's something that fills me with thankfulness. I'm thankful because I look around at what has to happen just even here at one small place at Wisconsin Lutheran Chapel and Student Center and see how many people it takes to make that possible. Even on a Sunday morning, what it takes for a service to be pulled off with all of the different people who are involved. I'm thankful because there's no way that one person could ever get all of those things done and done well. But it goes further. It's our very identity, isn't it? To be called part of the body of Christ. This is not just any old body that we're part of. We're part of Christ's body. See, that's so amazing Because that shouldn't happen, should it? We know that sin separates us from God. We know that, in effect, we should be amputated from the body of Christ, that we should be cast off because we can't stand before God with the sin that is in us. But what did Jesus do? Jesus rescued us by giving his own body in our place. It's Jesus who took on himself the sins of the entire world. It's Jesus who was willing to let his own body be wrecked by all of the punishment that he took, to be wracked with the sin and guilt that you and I carry every single day. And it's Jesus who took that all to the cross so that we are called God's redeemed, 
bought back from sin and death, heirs of eternal life. It's why we call Jesus the head. Because he's the one who gave his life for us to be part of his body. As we think about those blessings, we know that being connected to Jesus, finding strength in his word, that's what connects us to each other in this body of Christ. That's what makes the church so unique. All these different people, literally millions of them, with different gifts, unique gifts, joined together, united by one Savior into one body of believers who all hold to the same truth and the same hope. We sacrifice ourselves because of the sacrifice of Jesus. In view of God's mercy, we offer ourselves as living sacrifices. And think of just how important, how all-important the work that God has given us to do is. We are here to strengthen, to encourage, to help each other as we live our lives in this world looking forward to the joy of eternity, a place that will last forever, the place to which Jesus has called us. That's what we work together for, a goal that will be beyond any joy that this world has to offer. So maybe we could say it this way, as we think about being part of the body of Christ, the first thing that we can do is simply look. Look where we are in life. Look what God has given us in the gifts that we have and look for the opportunities that we have to serve. I know today that I've talked a lot about the church, but let's not mistake, if church is us, if church is people, there's lots of places that we serve with the gifts that God has given us. Maybe for some, it's prayers. It's offering prayers for the students in our ministry. It's offering prayers for Christians around the world. Maybe there's others here today whose primary responsibility is to bring up children in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's certainly a full-time job. Going to work, using the gifts that God has given you every single day, that's fulfilling your responsibility as part of the body of Christ. And then I think of all of the people who contribute just to this one small corner of the kingdom of God here at chapel. Whether it's using hands to fix things or to play music, using voices to sing or to lead. There's so many different ways, using hands in the kitchen and we have so many people who give us of their time and talents. We're blessed to be part of this large body of Christ. I'll give you one little example. I didn't share this in early service today. Some of you might know that over the Christmas break, we recarpeted. Could you tell that we recarpeted the front up here? It's kind of a big deal because that's not a light piece of equipment there, the little piano. And the piano needed to be rolled off the stage so that we could put the carpet on. Never have I been more thankful for the members of the congregation who could figure out all of the physics involved and the science involved in making sure that we didn't lose a piano while we were trying to re-carpet. It was amazing. And that's the kind of thing that God has for us with all of the different gifts that we have. And so consider, consider the, the place that you are in life, the gifts that God has given you, opportunities that you have to serve. And then finally, trust. Trust that the same one who claimed you as his own who is willing to sacrifice himself for you, he calls you his handiwork and he's created in Christ good works for us to do. 
God has prepared those in advance. The Apostle Paul wrote it this way in Ephesians chapter 4. From him, that's Jesus, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. It doesn't matter what part of the body we are. We're part of the body. It doesn't matter what the gifts are. They all work together to serve the common good. Some takeaways from our sermon today. Number one, we. We are the church. And through faith in Jesus, we are part of his body. What a privilege to be part of the body of Christ that God calls you and me his very own. Number two, we each have different gifts to help the body function. No two people are exactly alike. And that's what fills out the body of Christ and allows it to work together successfully. Finally, number three, when we remember that we belong to each other, the church is built up. Take you back to 1 Corinthians 12 one more time. The Apostle Paul writes this, When the bo- one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers with it. When one part rejoices, the whole body rejoices with it. Isn't that true of what God has given us in each other? People who can empathize and comfort in times of trouble, people who can rejoice in the great times that we have as together we support each other on the way to life in heaven. It is neat to be part of something that's bigger than us. It was just a couple of weeks ago, this is a picture from the storming of the court when the Wisconsin Badger basketball team clinched a share of the Big Ten title by beating Purdue. Just out of curiosity, do we have any court stormers in the congregation today? Oh, just, we have a couple, a couple, all right, yep. Probably if you sat in the second or third level, you didn't make it down to storm the court. But here's what's so amazing to watch something like that. You watch people high-fiving each other and hugging each other. They might not even know who they are, right? But why? Because you're part of something bigger. You're part of being this badger nation of fans who are excited that your basketball team has done something incredible. And that's just one college, one fan base, one group of people that get to be part of something bigger than themselves. Think about that when it comes to the church. All around the world are members of God's church, believers, who have been gifts, who we are united with in Christ. We are part of something so much bigger than ourselves because Jesus has claimed us as his very own. When you think of God's mercy, when you think of Jesus' sacrifice, then look, look for ways to be a part of that body, to function with the gifts that God has given us as we rejoice in the fact that we are the church. And the love that God has for us is love that we can show to one another. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.